Hi, I'm the man behind the book titled Crash Course on Sex for Christian Couples. Welcome to a podcast inspired by this book. And join me as we go through the contents of the book and some ideas that I'm going to share with you concerning married sex. How often do you encounter sex-related content in the context of Christian marriage? And how does that compare to the rate at which you encounter sex and sexuality in mainstream media? So what makes sex so desirable that people in the marketing space now believe that sex sells? These are the questions that have really inspired me to delve deep into the matter of sex and also to eventually land in a space where I have now written a book about sex that is specifically targeted at Christians. Now, Christians have a good tendency of knowing what is bad out there and then doing nothing about it. We are experts in criticizing culture without participating in the corrective actions that are required to fix it. So we talk boldly about stuff and we talk boldly about the fact that our culture has become sexualized and we do very little in the way of teaching what sexuality ought to be, especially in a marriage context. And this is partly an inspiration for my writing the book. Sex is one of those areas like marriage where most Christians, in fact everybody, gets a license to participate in marriage and eventually in sex without getting the training that is needed to do so effectively. Now, there are things such as premarital counseling, but how often does that involve the issue of sex and how deep is the subject of sex then discussed and explored in that stage of premarital counseling? In my estimation, it's not that deep, not that deep and it's not that thorough. So this has been an inspiration for the Crash Course on Sex book and the reason why it is specifically designed for Christian couples. In the show, I will share with you some of the key contents of the book with the hope of doing the following things. First, I want to elaborate a bit on some of the ideas that I covered in the book. This is to give you a glimpse into my thought process on the ideas, that is, how and why I thought them to be worthy of a feature in the book, and how I came to them. Essentially, what I want to do is I want to give you a little bit more than the stuff that I gave out in the book, because the book is inanimate. Like, you read the book, you get the words out of it, but there's no interaction. What I hope to achieve with this show is then to build a platform where we can engage on some of the stuff that I covered in the book. The second thing that I want to do in the show is that if you've read the book, it will be an opportunity to connect with the author in some sense. Now, I'm aware that there are various platforms that we prefer to cons consume different kinds of content, and some of us prefer listening rather than reading, just like some of us prefer audiobooks over books that we read. So this is what I want to achieve in the show, to then put the content or some of the content in the book in a means that is preferable for other people in with a hope of reaching a bit more people, especially those who would not be inclined to reading. The last thing, as 
it pertains to the show and what I want to do in the show is that if you haven't yet read my book and aren't planning to, because I fully understand that not everyone will eventually read the book, and that's okay because it's not for everyone. But my understanding of that informs me or lands me um, in a space where I'm recording this podcast with the hope that it's a means by which you can continue to benefit from some of the content that is in the book in a form that you prefer. So I want to reach as many people as possible with a message that a great sex life is possible for married Christians because it is. So with that in mind, that is kind of the reason for the show and the objectives of it. Now, into some of the content of the book, the issue of divorce is usually a result of infidelity and, or, or put in a different way, the issue of divorce as a result of infidelity is an interesting indicator because it shows us that the enemy uses sex as a weapon of destruction. Now, the question to ask when we are looking at that from the outside is what role do the people in the marriage play in making that possible? What role do they play in giving the enemy an opportunity to use sex as a weapon of destruction in their marriage? In his book titled His Needs, Her Needs, Willard F. Harley, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, he asserts that the need of a man is sex, or one of the needs of a man is sex, and one of the needs of a woman is, I'll put it loosely, is emotional intimacy, basically. And the issue with a need is that it always seeks to be satisfied, and the people um, who have the need tend to gravitate toward people or things that satisfy that need. And this is the reason for affairs. Funny enough, the the subtitle of the book is How to Build an Affair-Proof Marriage. Because when your needs are satisfied in the confines of your marriage, there really isn't a reason for you to then look elsewhere for the satisfaction of those needs. And this has inspired um, my view on the issue of sex and how the enemy uses it as a weapon and ultimately how we can then defend ourselves from that. And voila, that's how the book came about. So when I got married, I had two objectives. The first was to stay married, and that is to avoid death, to avoid divorce till death, sorry, and to secondly enjoy marriage. I mean, there's no point in staying married for the purpose of staying married without then enjoying being married. So these were the two primary objectives that I had when I got married. The staying staying married part was instrumental in me going out there and seeking information and knowledge on how best to carry my marriage, how best to manage my marriage, manage myself in the relationship, also how best to then serve my wife in marriage because I believe that marriage is a covenant of service. I also was 
inspired to learn the ways in which I can make my marriage an enjoyable space for my wife and myself. So this is what then brought me to this desire to learn more about sex and sexuality in marriage and also other issues pertaining to marriage. And that has then led me to the book, Crash Course on Sex for Christian Couples. The other question that probably might bother people or might occur in your mind is, why then a crash course? And I, I notice that our lives are lived at high speeds. We do a lot in a day and there's just so much, so much busyness in a day. And a full expository of sex and sexuality would probably take me more time than I'm willing to give. And also, it would be difficult for you to consume whatever content I would put out uh, as a full expository because it would take up your time as well. So it would probably be less desirable for you to read and I don't want that. I want to give out content in a way that people would like to consume it and are willing to consume it. So that's why a crash course was um, seemed like a good idea in my mind. Also, I believe that when you use a multitude of words, you tend to become more confusing and you kind of lose the message. So I think that a crash course was probably the best idea for me to put or package um, content concerning sex for the benefit of whoever would read the book ultimately. The other reason why I chose a crash course was because the book is inspired in part by the vision of myself weeks before my wedding. And that is a self that was anxious and unsure of whether or not he would live up to the expectations that came with now being married, having a wife, having to be a provider, having to be um, a husband, just basically. And that involved having to serve my wife sexually. Would I be good at it? Would I be bad? Prior to that time, I had never been sexually involved with anyone. So I I had that thought cross my mind. And at that moment, I wished there was something that would cater to my Christian mindset, firstly, but also teach me the ways in which I could be effective and successful in the area of sex in my marriage. And that coming through in a vision that would be concise, very easy to consume, very um, convenient, basically, for me. I know it's difficult to get the two convenience and knowledge, but I wanted that. And the book then was created in a way that would cater to a person in that situation. So the other thing is the question of who is the target audience? Now, the target audience is Christians, and Christians, in my view, are people who have a biblical biblical worldview, people who identify themselves as followers of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and subject their lives to his lordship. This is relevant because it eliminates this thing of, oh, I'm a member of XYZ Church, and you are a member of ABC Church, all of that is irrelevant when we look at the fact that we are all 
members of one body, the body of Jesus Christ, and we become members of such body when we subject our lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, this also means that um, the target audience is people who are in heterosexual marriages. So those are marriages where there's a husband, there's a wife. And this is not a means of discriminating on anyone, but it is because if I were to speak on any other kind of marriage, I would not be a relevant voice in that space because I'm not in that kind of marriage in fact i'm in a male female relationship i'm a husband i have a wife and i feel like i could more relevantly speak in that area of marriage because i have experience in it and also because i have i have a keen interest in seeing marriages and families thrive in that sense so this is why then the target audience are married christians the other issue that maybe I can shed some light on or the other thing that I can shed some light on in this podcast as an introduction to the in this episode as an introduction to the podcast itself and also the book is what can you expect from the book or what can you expect from the podcast what you can expect from both these forms of content is candid coverage of a very difficult subject I mean, I can count the number of times I've heard sex being discussed on a pulpit, and that is zero. And even when it was a couple's seminar, I don't think there was much detail in terms of covering sex as a topic in marriage. At best, it would be um, serve one another. At worst, it would just simply be nothing, which was usually the case. So I wrote the book which inspired the podcast as a lifetime reference um, on sex. So this is supposed to be a supplement to that. So the podcast is a supplement to the book and it's supposed to be a quick reference guide on married sex. So at any moment in any season in your life, you can go back and just read up on a certain or a specific element of married sex. Now, what you can also expect from the book is the um, presentation on the detailing of what I call a sex life vision. And this is a concept that is referred to in the book. It is the idea that having a vision for your sex life is as important as having a vision for your life. Because what a vision does is it clarifies a lot of things. When you have a vision, you know where you are going. And so your current behavior is influenced greatly by where you want to get for an example if i would say i wanted to lose 10 kilograms of weight over um, a year for an example if i wanted that that would be the end goal and that would be the vision so to speak and that vision would then inform my current behavior it would inform how i eat how i sleep how I train. So the same goes for your sex life vision. When you know what you want your sex life to be in marriage, then it would clarify what you do in order for you to get to that space or to get to that um, level or get to that vision. The other thing I speak about also in the book is that great sex fortifies marriages. And 
this comes off of an observ- observation that I've had that great sex is directly correlated to a great relationship. I think it's very difficult, and I found this to be the case when I was writing, it's very difficult to separate a great marriage and a great sex life in marriage. It's very difficult because if you and your, for an example, if you if you and your spouse aren't on speaking terms or quote-unquote fighting, fighting over something, how likely are you to engage sexually? I don't think uh, any of us are able to do that in marriage. And so it is reasonable to conclude that based on that observation, having a great sex life would be directly linked to having a healthy, flowing relationship. So this is, this is why I come to the conviction that great sex fortifies marriages. And also the primary reason for, or one of the primary reasons for divorce, uh, some of the primary reasons rather for divorce are um, financial, relationship break, breakdowns, and infidelity. Now those three are usually the culprits when you look at any divorce. And there are others, but the similarity in all of them is that the main point of attack is the relationship. The main point of attack is the health of the relationship between the two spouses. And when that happens, one of the first casualties is the sexual element. People who are in a strained marriage relationship are typically having a sexless marriage. It's it's um, it's the chicken and the egg story all over again because it becomes very difficult to determine what led to what. Is it the lack of sex that led to the breakdown in the relationship or is it the relationship breaking down that led to a sexless marriage? But the point I'm trying to make here is that great sex fortifies marriages and the reverse is true. Bad sex breaks down marriages. So this is something that I do speak about in the book as well and I will cover it in the podcast going forward. Now, I want to appeal to you because I've noticed that as humans we are we are prone to doing good. We love doing good as humans. We love doing good things for people, especially more so than we do for ourselves. And we tend to get complacent, though, when it comes to taking action. So we, we an example of this is what I was saying earlier on about losing 10 kilograms. A lot of people desire to live a healthier, more active lifestyle, and that includes myself. But a minute fraction of those people of those millions and millions actually take action. And this is because we seem to be in love with the idea of doing something more than we are in love with the idea of actually doing it. So for our purposes here, if you are going to listen to this podcast or you are going to read the book or you are going to do both, hopefully, I appeal to you. And my appeal is that you move past the idea of desiring a great sex life and marriage, and you take action. Take action, take actions to create it. Take actions to improve the current situation of both your marriage and your sex life because the two, as I said, are directly correlated. The tips and insights that I shared in my book are only as useful as you are willing and consistent in applying them. 
So if you lack the willingness and consistency to apply them, they won't work for you. And unfortunately, I know there are going to be people who will read the book and probably say, ah, this is useless information. It didn't help me one bit. And when you drill down to the reasons why that was the case, it's probably going to be a lack of consistency and a willingness to apply the tips that are shared. So you don't have to read the book. And you don't have to listen to the podcast. If you feel like this kind of content is not relevant to you, you are more than welcome to not um, consume it. I will not be hurt by it. I will not be changed in my intention or purpose one bit by it. And I say this with great respect because a lot of people come and they say negative things when you are trying to do something good. And so if it's not your cup of tea, you are not forced to continue listening on. But if you are going to choose to listen, if you are going to choose to read the book, I humbly and I I, I don't even know what word I can use to express how strongly I feel about this. I really, really want you to give it a go. Give it 100% in terms of application and consistency. As I said, you don't have to read the book. If you're listening to this podcast, you don't really have to read the book. I'm not saying don't read the book. I'm saying you don't really need to read the book to start seeing the changes that are um, going to be discussed in this podcast and effectively contained in my book. A mere application of some of the things that I cover in the show is sufficient to have you see positive changes in your marriage. And I hope that alone, if you haven't read the book by then, will inspire you to then get your copy of the book and read it because it will greatly improve your life. It's improved my life because I am a firm believer in practicing what I preach. And so I didn't just write a book about something that I just dreamt about. I wrote a book about something that I studied myself and I consistently applied in my own marriage in in my own marriage and I hope that people apply it in their marriages to see the positive changes and the positive improvements that it has brought in my personal space. So don't be a hearer of my words or a reader if you read the book, but be a doer of them and experience your best sex life now. I hope this podcast and the book, if you've read it already, has been a blessing to you. And if it has, please like, subscribe, and share with those close to you. Engage people about the material that is covered here. Have conversation, especially among spouses. Please have those conversations if you are married, as I hope you are if you're listening to this kind of content. Please make sure that you also share it with your significant other so that you could be on the same wavelength and discuss these things because the whole aim is to see you improving in your marriage, improving your sex life. And all these things um, will help you. Like, share, subscribe. This will help in sharing the message and helping us grow our community because the whole aim is to see an increase in fulfilled families, fulfilled marriages that are centered on love, centered on service to one another 
and centered on godliness. I hope you've been blessed. And if you have been, stay tuned. More is to come. As always, peace and love.